This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and we ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, I am coming to you on this 20th Sunday as we're approaching the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's right in the middle of the month of August. And as for the last it's been over two years that I've been doing these podcasts, I've been talking about pondering and proclaiming these Sunday readings. And I chose that word ponder. I'm not sure particularly why, but I have a sense of the Holy Spirit kind of nudging me to use that word ponder. And that word ponder has come up in a program that I'm working on with a group of about 55 others. It's called the 33 Days to Morning Glory. It's making a Marian consecration to Jesus through Mary using a program that is promoted through the Divine Mercy Shrine and Father Michael Gately has written a book and there's been a workbook put together and video teachings on how to make a 33 day preparation for making a Marian consecration. And the three components are reading are pondering P and meeting M, RPM. And so I think there is something about pondering. It's not just listening to the word. We certainly do need to listen to the word of God. We need to read it out loud. We need to read these words, not just taking one of your missiles or something like I'm using today, the Magnificat or your Bible and, and reading by just looking at the words. But when we read the words aloud, and those words take on emotion, those words take on meaning in your own life, and then you ponder. It might just be one sentence. It might be one episode that's happening in the scriptures that you're reading, or it might be in wonderful Christian music, you know, this praising of the Lord, taking like one line of a psalm and praising the Lord, singing to the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. And that is something in which we ponder in our hearts. Who teaches us about pondering more? The Blessed Virgin Mary really reminds us about the value of pondering the word of God in our hearts. So I just, as I'm Opening up this program today, I'm thinking about the use of that word pondering. It really is a way, it's a way of Christian life in, in how we really, really chew, resonate, ponder on the gifts of God every day that we spend time throughout our busy days in pondering 
the glory of the Lord. And that really gets me to the theme that I think we'll find within these scriptures that we're going to unpack during the 20th Sunday in ordinary time, perseverance in our vocation, perseverance in our vocation. So let's start today. And I want to read to you and share with you the collect prayer. If I can, I like to share these prayers. It's the opening prayer for the Holy Mass. And I hope you're listening. Sometimes that collect just goes right by and we're just getting settled in. You might've had that opening hymn and there's still a lot of, you know, wrestling and wrestling in the church. And so you might miss when the priest prays this prayer. So read it ahead of time. You know, if you get one of these great missiles like the Magnificat or the Word Among Us, they'll have these collects. And so read them. But here's the collect for today, the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, August 20th. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love. So that loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises, which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. That we would attain God's promises. You know, the church is praying for that today. And are the promises that the God, the promises that God gives us go beyond our human desire. So many times we limit ourselves to what we want, to what we think we want in our lives or what we think we need in our lives. Uh, they're, they're only things that would satisfy us in this world temporally. And yet God's promises of salvation are beyond any human desire. So let's get into our readings today. The first reading comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah. This is chapter 56. Thus says the Lord, observe what is right, do what is just, for my salvation is about to come, my justice about to be revealed. The foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord and becoming his servants, all who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples." The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 67. O God, let all the nations praise you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us so that your way be known upon the earth among all nations, your salvation. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exult because you rule the peoples in equity. The nations on the earth you guide. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us and may all the ends of the earth fear him. O God, let all the nations 
praise you. Our second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. This is chapter 11. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I glory in my ministry in order to make my race jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Just as you once disobeyed God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now disobeyed in order that by virtue of the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience that he might have mercy upon all. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 15. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to flip back to the gospel reading that we had last week in just a moment, but I want to, a couple of themes that came out to me in these readings. One is that God's salvation is designed for all. There is this this outpouring of God's mercy and his love, and there There aren't any restrictions. There's no closed doors. You know, it's just a matter, are you going to walk through the door? Will you walk through that open door willingly, freely, openly desiring what God has for you? And so in the reading that's in the Magnificat, there's a morning prayer for this Sunday, and they included this scripture reading from Galatians. And I love this scripture reading. It's Galatians 3, 26 to 29. You can look it up yourself, but it says this. And again, this, of course, is St. Paul. For through faith, you are all children of God in Christ Jesus. For all of you, who are baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free person. There is not male and female, 
for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant, heirs according to the promise. And that reading is yet another echo of this reminder of this call that we are all invited to. We're all invited to the family, Jew or Greek. So, of course, Jesus is living in a Jewish community coming from the Jewish perspective and the culture. And yet there are others outside of the Jewish community that were not the promised children. And yet God is called all. And Jesus is slowly revealing to the Jews that it's not just the Jewish race that is the one that are the ones to receive God's grace and mercy, that that mercy will overflow into many. And so Pope Francis has this beautiful uh, reflection that is mentioned in today's Magnificat copy. And Pope Francis wrote, this is so beautiful, that in the hour of trial, Faith brings light. The terrible trial of a demonically tormented child could have wrecked the Canaanite woman's spirit, weighing her down with despondency and defeat. But faith lifts her from the heaviness and hopelessness and carries her to the holy mountain that is Christ. The promise proclaimed by St. Paul that God desires to have mercy on all moves the woman beyond the burden of fatalism and doubt. Even Christ's silence does not dissuade her. Instead, it serves to steal her belief and renew her efforts to beg for what God is eager to give her. And I love just Pope Francis's meditation that even this woman outside of the Jewish culture recognizes the presence of God and continues to call out for what she needs. In the prophet Isaiah, that last line reminds us that all are included in the bountiful table of the Lord, that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, for all peoples. And again, this universal church, this openness to all people that we know that God loves all. He created everything and he wants all part of his kingdom. God desires all in his kingdom. There is endless mercy. And yet he gives us the opportunity to decide to choose him, to decide to desire him or not. We have the option of saying no to God. You know, and the Psalms remind us that part of the spirit of our heart that allows us to desire the Lord and to be part of receiving that mercy and that salvation is praising God. Oh God, let all the nations praise you. And the reality is that in the world today and in the world yesterday, and probably in the world tomorrow, there will be countries, there will be nations, there will be families that don't praise the Lord. Maybe they don't know the Lord, or maybe they've been indoctrinated by the evil that opposes the goodness of the Lord. So may your way be known upon the earth among all nations, your salvation. We desire God's salvation to be known to all nations. And that's part of our call 
that call in our baptism to share the good news of that salvation. And as Paul closes his his reading here in chapter 11, he might have mercy upon all for God delivered all to disobedience, to sin, that he might have mercy upon all. That is the desire of the Lord's heart. I just want to look at this woman and her actions and that she continues to persist. There is this theme of perseverance. There's a real theme, I believe, also of a great humility. You know, here's a woman who knows that she is not a Jew. She's not really worthy, quote, of of even asking for a blessing or asking for a cure. But obviously she's heard of the great miracles of Jesus. And first she calls out and recognizes his Jewish descent by saying, you know, son of David, have pity on me. You know, and she's asking in her initial prayer for Jesus to have pity. And then she explains why, because her daughter is being tormented by a demon You know, so she's calling out for that pity and Jesus isn't responding, you know, and I wonder if Jesus is allowing his disciples around him to really get in on this prayer intention, you know, isn't it something, have you ever had this experience of, you know, there's something about asking one person to pray for you or asking for help, but if there's a community that extends the intercession for the person asking and for the person that is being asked to see a community coming together on behalf of another. There's something powerful about that. There's a trust. There's a a communio about coming together and, and working on the behalf of another. You know, prayer chains in our churches are a perfect example of that. Yes, we can call and ask one person for prayer, but then when we know that that prayer chain reaches, let's say, 20 people, well, those 20 people know 20 other people in other circles. And all of a sudden, you can't control who's praying for a particular prayer intention. And how many times have I heard, how have you probably heard of instances where maybe there is a sick person uh, in a hospital or at home or in hospice care or whatever the situation is, and yet there's a cry for help. And all of a sudden, not only in within a community, but internationally, because today with technology, you know, viral will go these prayer requests or they go to shrines. They go to these beautiful churches and religious communities that pray. There is a power in this intercession. So Jesus is now the disciples are getting in on this. And now they're they're saying, Jesus, we, we don't want her to go away. Yet she is posing a request Should we turn those requests away? And Jesus probably trying to do his his work and that I want to start with the Jewish people. And he says, I was only sent to the lost house of Israel, but the woman persists in her need. She knows her daughter has been affected for who knows how long. 
And she's simply crying out for help. And she trusts, she believes that this is the man who can help her. And so now she says, and what does she do? She gives Jesus homage. You know, she bows down. Maybe she's on her knees. Maybe she's on her face on the floor. Lord, help me. You know, and I'm looking at the scripture of Peter last last week. Lord, save me. Peter is on the water, walking on the water. His eyes go off Jesus for a moment. He loses focus, broken focus. But then he cries out the, the, in, in the deepest part of his heart and gut, Lord, help me. You, you call upon the divine. You call upon the divine one in the Lord. Lord, help me. And this is what the woman cries out. Lord, help me. Help me. And Jesus is still hesitating. And he says, and even calls her a dog, one that would be outside of the home in the Jewish home. Dogs wouldn't be in the house eating those scraps. But she works with Jesus's example to her advantage, you know, and she says even the dogs in her home would receive a scrap, the morsel that comes from the master's hand, that even the dog deserves that, that salvation, that healing, that acknowledgement. And Jesus sees what great faith this woman has in her absolute humiliation. She's totally humiliating herself in front of all of these people. And it's not just he, Jesus and her, it's Jesus and the disciples and the others that are in this home or wherever they are, but she's willing to be humiliated and she gives reverence and honor to the Lord to cry out for her need. And Jesus recognizes, Oh woman, Great is your faith. Now, look at last week. Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. You know, Peter stopped. He stopped his cry of trusting in the Lord, and he let his own fears take hold of him, and he fell. You know, and this woman did not fall. She continued to persist and to trust no matter what. Her faith was great. I mean, what a con contrast from yes, last week's scripture. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, somewhere in Peter's mind, he doubted. He was in the midst of the wind and the waves. He's still working with his own mind, his own. Well, this doesn't quite make sense how these things can happen. I can't humanly explain them. No, but the woman is asking for something that wouldn't make sense. How can you cure a girl that's being tormented by a demon? You don't give her ibuprofen and think it's going to all go okay. No, there has to be a supernatural intervention for these demonic possessions. And here the woman trusts and knows this is the man who can help my daughter. There, there's no other doctor who can help her. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. Praise be Jesus Christ. What a great witness to that gift of persistence. And we don't have a whole lot of time. 
in in here, but I do want to share with you this reflection about persistence of prayer and really the power of prayer in the in conversation with God, daily meditations. There's a little meditation from St. Augustine, and many of you know the story of St. Augustine, but his mother, St. Monica, prayed for his conversion for many years. And here it says, St. Augustine relates in his confessions, which is a book that St. Confe- uh, Augustine wrote about his life how his mother, St. Monica, never ceased to implore God for the conversion of her son, nor did she weary of asking good and wise people to speak to her son to dissuade him from his erroneous ways. There's that example of intercessory prayer. One day, a holy bishop said to her these words by way of consolation. Listen to this. Go your way as sure as you live, It is impossible that the son of these tears should perish. Much later, St. Augustine himself was to write, if I did not perish in error, it was due to the daily tears of my mother who was so full of faith. Oh, that we could have the faith of St. Monica. God listens in a special way to the prayer of those who know how to love, even though at times it may appear that he is deaf to the entreaty. So even though Jesus wasn't apparently listening to the woman, he didn't respond. He was listening. He heard her, right? We may think the Lord's not listening to our cry, but keep persisting. The reflection goes on to say he wants our faith to become something strong, our hope to become more profound, our love to become more trusting. He wants everyone to have the desire and the humility that a good mother has. So that continuing to ask, that continuing to persist, the you know obedience to the Lord, reverence to the Lord, humiliation, but persistence, not to give up, not to just look to our own efforts. Peter looked to his own efforts. All of a sudden he's realizing, can't walk on the water. No, you can't, Peter. None of us can walk on the water only by the grace of God, only by opening ourselves totally to the intervention of the Lord. Can we do such things? We only do that by the will of God and by our cooperation with God's will. That's in true humility and in reverence of the Lord. Perseverance in prayer comes from a life of faith, of confidence that Jesus is always listening to us. This faith leads us to a complete abandonment into the hands of God. Do you want to completely be abandoned to the hands of God? Tell him, Lord, I want nothing other than what you want. Even those things I'm asking you at present, if they take me an inch away from your will, don't give them to me. I want only what you want because it is what you want. So when we ask for those prayers, continue to persist in those prayers, but then always say, thy will be done. If what you're asking for is not the will of the Lord's, Be willing to be open to that and say, Lord, this is my prayer to heal my daughter, as the Canaanite woman said. But if that's not your will, thy will be done. Always at the top of that prayer, 
the first, middle, and the end of our prayer is thy will be done. Thy will be done. Keep that in mind and persevere in the vocation that you've been given. And the Lord listens to each and every one of our prayers. May God bless you this week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.